Welcome to this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. Frederick Laplanche is best remembered as a diplomat, the former director of the European Economic and Trade Office in Taiwan. But Laplanche's associations with Taiwan stretch further than his time here at the European Union office and to his days as a student. He wears a different hat these days. He is an author of a book on Taiwan history called Taiwan, as told by the French. The book takes an in-depth look at a very specific part of Taiwan's history, and he begins by explaining his interest in the subject. It may be esoteric for anyone who is not French to look at the relationship between France and Taiwan over history, but for me, in a way, it's it's a sort of root-seeking exercise. I realize that we know, generally speaking, that Taiwan had contacts very early on with the Spanish, with the Dutch in the 17th century. Later on, it was part of the Qing Empire. Later on, it was colonized by the Japanese. We also know that the British played a big role, merchants, in the 19th century to open up Taiwan's international trade. But where are the French in this history? I had no idea. And I think... To me, uh, I started this discovery to to find out my own roots as a as a Frenchman living in Taiwan. Who were the French who were here before? And that that's the question I asked myself. So, what did you find when you were looking over the things that you were looking over? At the beginning of this research, I had no idea whether I would find anything or not. The only thing which is quite known, I think, to to a lot of people is that in 1884-1885, there was a war between France and the Qing Empire. And during this war, the French military occupied Jilong and Penghu for a few months, to the point, actually, that there are a lot of French militaries died in Jilong of illness. And there is in Jilong a French cemetery with more than 700 French soldiers buried there. So this is the part we know. What about the rest? Was there anything else to discover about past relations between Taiwan and the French? And indeed, to to launch this uh, search, this quest, I went uh, through a lot of documents which are collected by the French uh, National Library. The National Library in France has done a lot of work digitizing its collections so that at this point in time, we can go through more than 8 million documents uh, just by searching the, the web, uh, the website of the French National Libraries. And to my surprise, I actually found a lot of documents, several thousand pages about Taiwan published in France since the 17th century. But I wanted to be a bit more demanding than that. I wanted not only documents talking about Taiwan. I was searching for actual witnesses, people who had come to Taiwan and had written about Taiwan. I didn't want secondary sources. I was looking for primary sources. And the content of the book I published uh, is these primary sources, accounts by actual witnesses who came and visited Taiwan between 1630 and 1930. Did you find anything that resonated with you as a Frenchman in Taiwan? I mean, you know, obviously you're separated by centuries, but was there something that struck you? Was there something that made you feel that there was a thread that bound you to people from the past? I 
I found documents which gave to me quite mixed feelings. Uh, I actually found a number of documents which came as shocking to me as a Frenchman. Uh, for example, the accounts written by French mercenaries working for the Dutch East India Company at the beginning of the 17th century. They describe very precisely the violence uh, with which the Dutch East India Company would impose itself on the populations in Taiwan at the time. Um, and it's, it's tragic. It's, it's a it's a very difficult read, actually, because it's so candidly written and at the same time so violent. Uh, those atrocities committed by French people uh, are, are very difficult to swallow for some, someone who lives in today's uh, uh, French Republic with our values. Um, and generally speaking, you will find over these three centuries that the, the French who are writing about Taiwan all have a common mindset of uh, colonialism, of feeling of European superiority. And that gives you some distance with their writings. It gives you the impression that we're not on the same page. And, but I think it's quite interesting, even if it's difficult and sometimes uncomfortable, it's quite important to be confronted with this, these uh, primary sources and to remind ourselves that at that period of time, the mindset of people was actually very much dominated by colonialism and the feeling of European superiority. It explains a lot about the, the behavior of people, even though, of course, it's, it's revolting by today's standards. But it's not all about shock and, and difficult, difficulty to swallow the, the people's mindsets in the past. Sometimes you also find characters which give you hope that not everything is lost in humanity. Uh, for example, there's a French vice consul uh, who arrived in Taiwan in 1864. He's actually the first official representative of France in Taiwan. He was vice consul in Tamsui. And you, will, you would think that he would spend his time uh, you know, helping the French people, taking care of the vessels, uh, of the trade. Actually, what he did during two years of his time in Taiwan was to go to the mountains and study and research the language and the culture of the Aborigines in Northern Taiwan. And he wrote two very interesting articles about that. And you can feel through these articles, the empathy he has with the people he's studying. He's one of the very first Europeans to spend so much time researching the Aborigines of Taiwan, 1864. And that makes me you know, feel quite close to him in the way he empathizes with the people of this island. How much did your position as a diplomat influence your research, influence your point of view, influence the way you absorbed and processed what you had read? I'm pretty sure that I'm not more objective than anyone else, and that this book is also full of my own subjectivity. <laughs> After all, I sifted through so many documents, and I also chose the ones I would present to the Taiwanese readers. Actually, there are not so many that I could introduce, because there, there were not so many French people coming to Taiwan and being actual witnesses of what they saw on the ground. But the most... Uh, important impact of, of my being a diplomat 
on the book is, is the existence of the book itself. I think it stems in a way from a sort of frustration of not knowing what happened before my time and of wanting to understand a bit of the prehistory of my own personal history as a European diplomat in Taiwan. That's, that's probably the, the starting point of the research for me. And, and the link between me being a, a diplomat and this book is essentially there. Is there any material that you eventually had to leave out? No, I really put in the book all the documents of, of direct interest that I found. However, there's at least one particular character in the book which I want to research much more about, and that's this 1864 vice consul. Probably because I picture myself as a diplomat more in that particular diplomatic character of 1864. Also because th this character has had such an adventurous life in Taiwan, spending his time with the Aboriginal uh, tribes uh, up in the mountains. So this particular character, I, I will try and research more in the coming years. You were listening to former European Economic and Trade Office in Taiwan Director Frederick Laplanche. And that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. Join us again next time. Thanks for tuning in. <music>